This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, January 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Biden's stimulus plan targets food aid. DHS picks get ag endorsement. And co-ops lose tax fight. Biden's stimulus plan puts focus on food assistance. President-elect Joe Biden is out with a $1.9 trillion stimulus proposal that includes some significant new food assistance provisions, including an extension through the summer of the 15% increase in SNAP benefits provided by the COVID aid package enacted in December. Also in the plan is a bipartisan FEED Act, which would provide funding through local governments to restaurants and nonprofits to prepare meals for needy individuals. Biden also wants $3 billion added to the WIC feeding program. The bill also includes $1,400 direct payments to Americans, plus an increase in the minimum wage to $15 an hour. The wage hike would face broad GOP opposition, so it's hard to see how it could make it in a final bill. Ag groups unite behind DHS pick. Groups representing farmers who rely heavily on immigrant labor are appealing to the Senate to quickly confirm Biden's pick for Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. In a letter to senators, the groups note that from 2009 to 2013, Mayorkas ran U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, the DHS agency that processes H-2A visa applications. He, quote, has the requisite background, agency mission, and issue knowledge to provide serious and stable leadership at the helm of DHS, according to the letter. By the way... The American Farm Bureau Federation adopted some policy changes on the H-2A program, as well as livestock marketing issues at their annual convention. California and New York delegates tried but failed to end AFBF support for exempting farm workers from minimum wage laws. You can read our report at agripulse.com. IRS won't budge on co-op tax deduction. As expected, the Internal Revenue Service has refused to change its restrictions on the Section 199A tax deduction provided by the 2017 tax overhaul. The final regulations for the deduction limit the deduction to patronage income. Non-member income won't qualify. Treasury is siding with large multinational grade companies and their friends on Wall Street at the expense of the hardworking farmers and rural communities where they live, said Chuck Carter, president and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives. He said the group would, quote, pursue every avenue available to overturn this example of bureaucratic overreach. Nationally, about 20 percent of co-op business is non-patronage. According to NCFC, limiting the deduction only to member income will fall especially hard on members of co-ops that rely more heavily on buying commodities from non-members to ensure stability in operations. Valadeo Henson get house approach seats. California GOP Representative David Valadeo is back on the House Appropriations Committee and he'll be joined by first-term Iowa Representative Ashley Henson. 
Valadeo was on the committee before he lost his 2018 re-election race. Henson defeated Democrat Abby Finkenauer in November. Jeff Fortenberry, a Nebraska Republican, will return as the ranking member on the Ag Appropriations Subcommittee. U.S. corn exports surge in the first week of 2021. The first week of the year was a big one for U.S. corn exports, according to the latest USDA trade numbers. The U.S. shipped about 1.46 million metric tons of corn in the first seven days of January, with more than a third of that going to China. The three largest destinations for the shipments are China at 555,000 tons, Mexico at over 300,000 tons, and Japan at over 168,000 tons. U.S. export sales commitments of about 1.44 million tons for the first week of the new year were also strong. That's a 92% increase over the previous week and a 34% increase over the average of the prior four weeks. Don't forget the butter, USDA told. California's milk cooperative wants USDA to require that butter gets included in the next round of food box deliveries. Butter has been eligible in past rounds, but it's been left out because of its cost, according to a report by California Dairies Incorporated. We reported this week on how economists say heavy cheese demand for the program has skewed dairy markets to the detriment of producers in some regions. What the food box program has done to date is divide the U.S. dairy farming community into two sectors. The first is that has experienced higher milk prices than ever before in their career. The second is another sector that has continued to face monthly on-farm losses, the analysts say. The report says, quote, a depressed butter market due to oversupply impacts virtually all dairy farmers. Enviros go to court to get gray wolf back on endangered species list. A new lawsuit is challenging the Fish and Wildlife Service delisting of the gray wolf throughout the lower 48 states, alleging FWS violated the Endangered Species Act by not looking at the status of wolves throughout its range. The lawsuit says the species was taken off the endangered species list, even though it has not recovered in California, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Nevada, Utah, and Arizona. The case was filed in federal court in San Francisco by eight Western environmental groups, including Wild Earth Guardians and the Western Watersheds Project. USTR won't punish UK, Spain, and Austria for digital tax. The Office of the U.S. Trade Representative has finished its Section 301 investigation into digital taxes the U.K., Spain, and Austria levy on U.S. companies. But the U.S. won't be levying any punitive tariffs on the countries, essentially leaving the decisions to the incoming Biden administration. It was a Section 301 investigation that led the U.S. to hit $234 billion worth of Chinese goods with tariffs in 2018, spurring China to retaliate and initiate a complaint with the World Trade Organization. 
The U.S. and U.K. have been in negotiations for months to form a free trade agreement that U.S. farmers hope will open up new trade opportunities. Those talks are on hold and expected to resume under the Biden administration and his choice for the U.S. Trade Representative's office, Catherine Tai. Here's today's He Said It. Today, more than ever, we have a huge win-win opportunity in front of us. Cities and states around the country can work with the federal government to keep restaurants working and communities fed. That Jose Andres, chef and founder of the World Central Kitchen on the feed at provision included in President-elect Biden's stimulus plan. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, January 15th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.